Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Paperweight. I'm your host, Tamar Prager, and I'd like to talk to you today about buying and collecting souvenirs, baubles, tchotchkes, stuff, just kind of random stuff that you find in in gift stores and things like that. Souvenirs are interesting because we they they're made with the express purpose of um, giving you this this special you know time to remember or just they're they're meant to encapsulate the unique special quality of your trip the city you're in or the or the special place you visited or the concert you attended or whatever it is they're supposed to be imbued with a lot of meaning. So it makes sense that when we come to the end of this place or this experience, um, we want to, and assuming it was a positive experience, we want to take it with us. We want to take it with us. And so how do we take it with us? Well, when we walk by the gift the gift store the gift shop we tend to go in i would say it's the rare individual that knows that knows inside that you know what Mm, i'm gonna end up buying something spending money and it's not really about the money because most of the items are are not particularly expensive or that expensive it's it's about It's about asking yourself, what's going to happen with this? What has happened in the past to all of my tchotchkes, to all of these souvenirs? Now, let me say up front, for many people, they, whether they land on a shelf or they land up, or or they end up in a box, to many people, the souvenirs maintain their special, um, their special status. They maintain the the meaning that they held in the beginning at the outset when you first bought it when you wanted to remember that 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 gorgeous magnificent trip to paris when you want when when you wanted to bring the magic of disney world back home when you wanted to bring the magic of your favorite uh you know music artist with you you buy a t-shirt right what whatever it is it, for some people, that magic remains embedded in that item, and it's important to that person to hold on to it. But for a lot of us, dare I say, for most of us, that, that magic dissipates over time. The magic, now hear me out, the magic of the trip doesn't necessarily dissipate, but the magic that the souvenir holds dissipates, kind of leaks out over time. So what I mean by that is you pick up the shot glass or the mug from your, um, you know, from your trip to Disneyland 15 years later, and it's like just a mug, just another mug that you're wondering 
about why you're holding on to it. You never use it. It's sitting in this box with other souvenirs and what's going on here? You know, why am I holding on to it? Well, it was from a trip. So at that point, it's about, well, how does it serve me anymore? You know, why am I holding on to it? Now, I'm here to try and help people learn how to let go of the things that they don't want and they, that they don't need. That, that's my job, is to help you become comfortable deciding what stays and what goes. That's my job. That's what I'm really good at. That's what I love helping people do. Because it's not just about stuff. It's about the inner landscape that we all have known as our heart, as our soul, however you want to phrase it. It's about making space there so we can find what really makes us tick, what really makes us happy, what really fills us with calm. When we live amongst a lot of stuff, and this is the way for a lot of people, not for everybody, but for many people, when, when there is too much around them, it's overwhelming and it's hard to find themselves. It's hard to find that calm because, because you're kind of unconsciously managing the relationships you have with all of these items. So let's bring it back to souvenirs. As I said, souvenirs are an interesting category because they, they, um, they hold a special meaning or a special place in the pantheon of stuff because they're supposed to remind you, their, their purpose is to remind you of that trip you had, of that show you went to, of that date you were on of that cruise you're on, whatever it is. But what I'm here to say is that their ability to do so gets weaker over time. So I'm not necessarily advocating that you never buy a souvenir. Maybe buying a souvenir feels really, really good in the moment. So great, do it. But what I am advocating is If you fall into the category of people who wish to lighten their load, who wish to finally go through it all and get rid of a lot of it because it's actually bogging you down, it's making you unhappy, it's keeping you in an anxious, overwhelmed, frustrated place, then this is one of the areas that I want to coach you through. And it comes back, it all comes back to the same principle, the same question. Picking something up and saying, is it serving me any longer? The question is not, did it once serve me? Did I once find this exciting? Did I once enjoy reading this? Is it doing something for me now? You know, kind of, what have you done for me lately, right? That's the question you want answered. Obviously, there are always items that fall outside of these, not rules, but questions or kind of principles, you know, a a family heirloom or whether it be something written, a a particular book that has immense value, meaning even if no one's read it, 
you know, for 50 or 60 years. We, we know what those special items are that are simply going to get passed down. And what would life be without all of those items, right? They, they, there's meaning there. There's meaning there that the world needs, that individuals need, that families need, that cultures need, societies, etc. But a lot of the stuff we hold on to don't fall under that category. It's just stuff. It's stuff that's not adding meaning, adding value to our life, to our community, to our family, whatever it is. So the souvenir thing is really as follows. If you want to be proactive in decreasing the amount of stuff that bogs you down, then the next time you go to a museum, let's say, or just a trip somewhere, a vacation, and you walk by that gift store, you can say, is it possible that I can hold the magic and keep the, the wonderful things that I learned inside of me without buying something? Is, is, is that possible? Maybe it's preferable even. If there's a particular book and you want to learn more about something, well, that's kind of different because it is going to serve you. It's going to, it's going to give you, it's going to gift you with all of this information, whether it's a Holocaust museum or a phenomenal aquarium and you want to learn more about sharks, whatever it is, then buying a book is kind of different than buying just a mug or a keychain or yet another t-shirt. That question is, is this going to serve me or is this simply an expected pathway on the trajectory of life experiences that, you know, a consumer society has for me? Is it an expected stop? Meaning I do the thing, I go to the place, and then I'm supposed to purchase something to take the magic with me. It is an expected stop, but that doesn't mean that you have to take the stop to, to, to get off on that stop. You can continue on your way. You can walk on by. And I'll tell you what, it feels really good to do so. If it's about money and not spending money that you don't really want to spend, well, then maybe it's about that. Or it might be, you know what? It's not that you exercised self-control. I'm not advocating, this is not about needing to, to, to have self-control, but maybe it felt that you were in the passenger, excuse me, you were in the driver's seat of your life rather than the passenger seat, that you were being intentional, that you were telling yourself, you know what? I adored that Klimt exhibit. I adored it. It was phenomenal. Do I need to, am I going to actually frame this print that I'm buying to put up in my house or will it just stay in its rolled up state in a closet? Now, if you know yourself and it's going to go up on a wall, fantastic. Go for it. Go for it. Maybe it's once again that mug or the shot glass or that keychain, those kinds of things, or the little, 
you know, magnet on the fridge, in the end, 99% of it, it just takes up space and it kind of becomes annoying. And you know what? Some of you out there may disagree and say, actually, all of the souvenirs I've ever bought, or most of them, are kind of, you know, important members of the family. They, they, they add to the color. They add to, you know, the emotional dimension of our home because they do remind us and they are special, to which I'd say, fantastic. I'm not here to tell you you're wrong. I couldn't do that, nor would I know about your family's experiences or the meaning that certain things are imbued with from, from your perspective. I'm just trying to help kind of um, frame the, 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 the place that we find ourselves in a lot when we do go out into the world and we do take, uh, take in experiences you know, it's, um, and, and we find it hard to, to kind of break free of typical cyclical things. Maybe not cyclical, but kind of standard operating procedure. You go to a place, you go to the gift shop, you walk away with something, you know. And this is all under the purview of, you know, someone who, who's teaching people how to decide what to hold on to and what not to hold on to. So it's all putting on that, 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 it's all, it, it's all the framework. It's, it's the lens through which you see everything. And might it feel really, really empowering and freeing to say, all of that magic is wrapped up inside of my brain and inside of my heart. And I don't need to purchase something. Or maybe it's saying, I have this strong feeling that the magic of that concert is wrapped up in this album that I'm gonna buy, you know? Let me purchase that instead of, oh, maybe I need the t-shirt and the thing and this and that and the other. Now, of course it's up to you and only you know what's gonna speak to you, what's gonna serve you. And so by all means, listen to you. Sometimes we just are confused because we have different voices in our head. So once again, it comes back to that reminder of it is possible to carry the magic of our experiences and our journeys in this world without, without bringing more stuff into our home that's connected to that journey. It is possible to savor, to relive the joy, the, the, the mystery, the beauty of something by returning to it in our head as opposed to by by juggling and looking at all the stuff we brought back that's probably going to lose a lot of its a lot of its meaning in a, in in a little while and you know what if you get the stuff and you enjoy it and then in a few years when you're Many years later, when you're going through your garage, you might, you know, stumble upon all this. You probably would. That's another time to say, hmm, yeah, I remember that amazing trip. That was great. Can I let go of this? Yeah, I think I can. That trip is great and will always be great, whether I hold on to this or not. And you know what? It's here. I'm, I'm trying to downsize. I'm trying to let go. 
I'm trying to lighten my load so that I can move more freely in the world without being emotionally burdened by my stuff. And so, yeah, I can let it go. It's time. It's not serving me. The memories will always be there to, to come back to. And so that's what I want to leave you with, folks. You are in the driver's seat. Treasure what you treasure. No one's taking that away from you. Um, listen to your heart. If you want to let go of something, it doesn't matter whether it was once associated with the greatest moment of your life. It's okay to let go of things. It's okay to let go of things if it serves. If, if in doing so, you get to a lighter, better, more enlightened place. It's all about our own personal journey and growth. And we get to decide what we hold on to and what we let go of. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.